It's the Movie Toasty Show Here for you Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms And sweet movie reviews We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so Yeah? Yeah Yeah! Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 91 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. we got so much goodness to talk about this week. Dennis, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty damn swell, sir. It's a, it's a bit toasty over here on the West Coast. Sounds like it was uh, over at the East Coast as well this weekend. That it was, was, but I got my gross. ghetto pool, man, my ghetto above-ground pool that I built. Oh, and I'm Boom. staying cool. Went to Dairy Queen, went swimming today. It's 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 uh, oh. fat boy summer. Damn, I love it. No, nah, I'd yeah. be I'd be fat boy summer in with you if I could. That sounds oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it wasn't too shabby. Yeah, damn, there you go. Nice man in the southwest. I uh, got a few flicks in over here. Watch nice, some uh, nice. Watch some Bad Batch as always. Glad to get that in, but you know you we'll, gotta, you we'll hear all about that later. I know we got uh, a plethora of uh, polls and, you know, our, our trivia, that segment that we've been having mm-hmm. some fun with lately, but uh, I'm getting, true. I'm getting, that's getting ahead. I know. Uh, yeah. We got, a, we got a handful of polls. We got a solid response on some polls this week. We got some solids, man. No need to wipe. It just came out solid. I mean, nice <laughs> to wipe when it's solid, but it's yeah. less messy. I'd advise that. Um, I so strongly advise up, that. <laughs> <laughs> if we could cue up some poll theme song. Polls. Oh, yeah, that's the good stuff right there. Dennis, you ready to get into this? Get, oh. Number one. Do it. I wanted to know our Twitter followers who their favorite Asgardian prince was out of Thor and Loki. So uh, the options were, of course, Thor, Loki, and sorry, I prefer Hela, their sister. Hela. Even though she was like a princess or I don't know. She wasn't technically, she was like an offshoot bastard child. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Where are you at? Do you like Thor or Loki more or Hela? I mean, uh, Loki's pretty fun. Thor, Thor is entertaining, but. Uh... I'm not. I'm not here for the, for the for the Thor's looks. I like. I like the personality of Loki a little more. So I'm gonna go Loki. All right, fair enough. I uh, I would have given Thor after Ragnarok because once he got fun and did you did you see Ragnarok? I assume you had to. Have, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that won me over. Before that, I would have said, Nah, Hella. I don't know. Cool. So, well, she came from. I'm I'm talking too much, Dennis. So zero <laughs> percent for Hella. 10% for Thor, 90% for oh. boy Loki. Boom, there you go. I mean, call it recent events or whatever, but I could I could totally see that. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think he's always he's always like good for a laugh. He's always entertaining on screen. So this is true. He's, he's got that charismatic. That he is. That he is. So I want to keep that Loki train running here. I wanted to know chug, uh, chug. what our audience <laughs> It's the train. It's the lucky train. Chugga, 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 chugga. Mischief. I don't know. That was bad. Um, I wanted to know um, who. Uh, I wanted to know which movie 
which has Loki in it, people like the most out of Thor, Avengers, Thor Ragnarok, and Avengers Endgame. What 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 would yours mean? I mean, I liked the his send off and Endgame was pretty pretty baller with the uh, of his his of course his false friend. He's going for the classic, telling you everything you want to hear, and he's just looking for the place to stab you in the back with his knife. That that was a great moment. I liked the sacrifice, throwing himself on the sword. Just showing right. truly what side he was on. That was a good, good true. moment. That's very true. That that's when I think he won my heart over. Like he, he's trying to save his brother and his his whole fucking society, essentially. Yeah. Um. Well, so yeah. Uh. So we have seventeen uh, percent for Thor. Seventeen percent. Seventeen. I said. I don't know why I said it all weird. Seventeen uh, percent for Avengers. Seventeen percent oh. for Endgame. And 50 for my personal favorite, which was Thor Ragnarok. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Huh. Well, I guess it, it makes it, sense, though. You get a, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun, fun times to be had in that one. Which that I think is when I, I started liking uh, Loki more, because that's when he actually started becoming more of a hero, working with his. Yeah, brother. that's all the dynamic. That's yeah. So I think maybe that bled over with our. Uh, our faithful Twitter followers. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I reviewed uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights. So I wanted to know um, what people's favorite uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda musical turned into a movie people liked the most or turned into a feature style thing that people liked out of In the Heights, Hamilton. They both rock and I haven't seen either. Oh, okay. Interesting. I would hope most people have seen at least one of the two by now, but uh, what right. what, did, what did we get back? So we got 0% for I've seen neither. Okay. So that's good. There we go. Nice. Um, we got 6% for Hamilton. Oh. 47% for In the Heights and uh, Ty and that, they both rock. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, that's not a bad. All right. That's not a bad turn. I was about to say, that's, it's like, I really enjoyed Hamilton, but <laughs> all right. Okay, good. I, I held it back. Glad I waited. I didn't just jump yeah, in there, start definitely. just shitting so, all over you. I'm just saying you got you got a couple of days to watch it if you're interested, Dennis. The the, the our fans think that it's a pretty good movie. In the Heights, I know it's not for everyone. Yeah. Oh no, I over on HBO Max. No, I do genuinely would like to give that a shot. I just did not get to it this weekend, as as you'll hear yeah. later on. <laughs> we 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 went for thrills and chills uh, this week in our house. That's for sure. All right, that's legit. That's legit. And Dennis, uh, every road has its ending, right? And uh, this week brings the final review of this great journey I've been on, talking about the Fast Saga. Coronas. Uh, that's right. F9 has hit the theaters this past weekend. So I wanted to know, out of the following four newcomers, additional players into the Fast Saga world, into the Fast Ensemble, who people were most excited to see out of John Cena, Cardi B, Michael Rooker, and Bad Bunny. Dennis, any of these people intrigue you? That's a whole lot of new fast friends, that's for sure. Um, I, I mean, intriguing, yes. A lot of intriguing names go by. Who am I <laughs> most excited about? I'm really not sure. I, I think the pedigree has shown uh, a wrestler translates well to the larger-than-life presence these characters have on screen. So I think John Cena would be a safe bet. All right, all right. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Nine percent went to Miss Cardi. Miss Cardi B. B. I really oh thought yeah. This was going to be the upset. I thought people were going to love the Cardi B 
Uh, 18% goes to our boy Yondu, Mr. Michael Rooker. Okay. Uh, he's probably eating some chocolate-covered pretzels and whatnot. <laughs> um, and then there's a tie, 36% for Bad Bunny and John Cena, which I didn't even know who Bad oh. Bunny was, to be honest with you. Is he a DJ, an artist? I don't know. A producer or not, something? Yeah, not up my alley either. <laughs> but uh, apparently our audience likes Bad Bunny. So, uh, so everyone, if uh, you kind of want to join us on our journey of doing polls follow us over at movie underscore toast on twitter uh and you can be a part of it and uh, tell us who bad bunny is because we're fucking idiots and tell us how we should whoa whoa speak for yourself well dennis you want to go to something that we love oh this is something you know what we've just been neck and neck it's just come down to it every single week it's really hard to we can't even like give up on answering the questions we we got to have a clear-cut winner so, folks, if you're new to the trivia segment, uh, it goes down as follows. We ask each other uh, back and forth some questions from four different categories. The first being comedy slash cartoon. The second, action slash adventure. The third, drama slash mutual. The fourth, horror slash sci-fi. And, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff covered. And uh, feel free to join along with us. Let us know what you what you think, how far off we were on our, on our answers. And... Uh, yeah, let's let's take it away, Adam. Uh, how about you go off? Uh, how about we give you the first question? You up for it? All right. Hit me with. Yeah, I'm always down for the first. Hit me with an action adventure. I want to do something different today. All right. All right. What does Henry join to avoid getting killed in Goodfellas? Henry. Joins. He joins in on. I know exactly what this is. He joins in in a pie eating contest that's taking place at a swingers underground eyes wide shut type of orgy. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie, so that's going to be my final answer. <laughs> it has to be right. Oh, uh, you were so close, so close. Uh, it was actually the witness protection program. But I mean, let's be honest. It's about. I mean, we don't know what the they're doing thing. there. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know his cover. His cover story yet. Well, actually, you do because it's in the movie, but. Uh, but Shit. no, unfortunately, that is not, not the answer, right. not the answer. That's okay. That's all right. I got, I got more time to shine. You, later. you, you do. Uh, what can I hit you for? Uh, let's just go with the old faithful horror sci-fi. Let's just, uh, start off there. Safe zone, safe space. Let's just give Dennis the ding saying that he got the right answer because clearly he's a fucking idiot if he doesn't. Oh, um, damn. A dinosaur like beast awakens from hibernation because of an atomic bomb testing in this classic sci-fi movie. Harry and the Hendersons. No. Uh, Godzilla. Ooh. Godzilla. Finally. That is correct. There we go. That is correct. You know, you know what I'm thinking about here? Um, I feel like there, there's a missed opportunity here. Like, we all seen the Rugrats movies. Why not just make a fucking Reptar movie? Like, I feel like the just world wants straight a Reptar up movie. Reptar movie? Yeah. Reptar on ice happened, but not the feature. So I don't know what's going on. Oh, that's true. That's <sighs> true. So, yes, uh, you are correct with Godzilla, Dennis. Uh, I will, uh, since you since you went with your category of choice, I'm going to go with the comedy cartoon. And I got I just pulled out my own card to look at what the question was. What a fucking dumb, dumb. Oh, it's all good. You never know. It's good. We haven't got there yet, but uh, yep. maybe we'll have to find out. So here is your comedy slash cartoon question. And this is a classic. So I'm looking forward to this. Oh. Mel Brooks stars in what spoof? As an Indian chief who speaks Yiddish in an old west town that has a black sheriff. 
Oh, man. Uh, it must be blazing. And there must be saddles. Um, shit. Horses um, on fire. It, uh, hmm. Wow. Uh, anxiety. Um, uh, good old Dracula. Spaceballs. Um, oh, Spaceballs. No. The uh, toilet paper. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, sh- could it possibly be the producers, the stage music? I guess, I guess I'm gonna have to say Blazing Saddles. I think you're, I think you're safe with that guess, there, sir. There is your first correct answer of the episode. Oh. Now, all right, uh, we're we're at one to one. Let's just get rolling through this. Um, I'm gonna say drama musical. Mix it all up. Right, all right. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Satellite radio. Y'all getting hit with the boom, boom. All right. Who played the King's Speech therapist in the King's Speech? Gary Oldman or Jeffrey Rush? Oh, dang. I never saw this Once one. Again, who played the King's Speech therapist oh, Jeffrey Rush. in the King's Speech? Jeffrey Rush. Pretty sure. I remember that from the trailer, hopefully. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. You went from zero to 60 real quick. Uh, yes, it is Jeffrey Rush. Good, good, good pull. One could say, Thank God, they gave you a 50 50, yeah. not a name any British actors. You, <laughs> you just start team. slinging shit at the walls. Um, not here. Thank God that saved me. That saved me that round. Gotta say, what do you, <laughs> what are you having though? Uh, uh, that was good. That was good. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go for horror sci-fi. The horror. All right, here it comes. Who played the role of Robert Thorne in the original Omen, Jimmy Stewart, or Gregory Peck? I'm going to go with G. Peck. The, Final the Pexter. The big G. That's the correct answer, sir. Gregory <laughs> oh. Peck is uh, is uh, Robert Thorne in the original The Omen. Once again, I'm happy that that was a 50-50 because I would guess <laughs> neither of those names. See, now we've both benefited from uh, from that, so I'm, I'm glad that's that's fair. Um, but uh, so where are we at? We had we had two to two, three to two, two to three to two, two to two, right? two to two. Oh, toe tapping, cool. Uh, what, what can I hit, hit you with? You're gonna hit me with an action adventure, sir. That's what I need All coming right. at me right now. What is the name of the disease? And, and Mission Impossible 2, Omega, uh, Chamra, or Cronus? It's actually Chimera, and that is the answer. The Chimera virus. It's actually, go fuck yourself, <laughs> Dennis. Yes, I I didn't know how to read that one. My uh, illiteracy kicked in. I'm happy you knew yes, that. I but actually that remembered with... that uh, before you even listed off the answers, I could have slung that out there. Um you could have, you could have, and you should have. It didn't mean to you cut really you off. <laughs> Making me read words that I don't know how to pronounce. You son of a bitch. We're not about reading words here at Movie Toast. We're about <laughs> watching movies. Why do you think it is I don't ever do foreign films that I get to read <laughs> subtitles? Because I don't know how to read. Oh, man. I'm sorry to anybody out there who is illiterate. I am slightly illiterate, people, as you probably can guess. But, uh, yeah, I shouldn't be poking fun at that. Apologies. Um, you know, I thought... The like eight movie pack of Mission Impossible movies on Black Friday. I haven't touched them, but I was so oh. excited to buy them for five dollars. Well, you got it, or what? You have at least five dollars worth of entertainment there. You know that for sure. So that's very. I think, true. It's, I think it's safe. Um, good money well spent. Money well spent. I, I think so. I think so. Collecting dust. It's very, very well spent. <laughs> uh, DVD, not even Blu-ray or digital DVD. That's why it was so cheap because who owns DVD players? I do. 
No, I, yeah, yeah, I guess. No, yeah, it's all Blu-rays. Never mind. Uh, I'll take a drama musical, please. Drama musical? Drama musical. Here it comes. An overweight, abused, illiterate teen enrolls in alternative school in what Oscar nominated? <laughs> what, what was that weird delay right there? I felt like I heard like a weird noise. It sounded like you were... It, I okay. I, this is just a <laughs> this is a recording thing. I'm no, the timeline. No. The timeline's jumping around a little bit. Well, no, no. Please tell me that's made up. An overweight, illiterate teen. No, that's Abuse? that's legit. That's legit. The question. The next drama musical question. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh no! I, oh. An overweight, abused, illiterate teen enrolls wow. in an alternative school in what Oscar-nominated film? This is a big. This is a big movie when it came out too. I yeah, that's as much as I want to say. So you're saying I have zero options here. It's just you're all in or you're out. There's no. I, I um, wish th- there is not multiple choices on this one. Unfortunately. Well, you know, I honestly have zero clue, but I have an educated guess, which I think I'm false about. But uh, I'm going to say the Dead Poet Society. Oh, unfortunately, that is not the correct answer. The correct answer. This is a film that had a song written about it by Garfunkel and Oates. I'm talking about. Wait, wait, wait. Precious. Yes. Uh, a, a movie based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. Son of a that bitch. That is it. That is you could have given me. You could have given me that. Yes, son of a gun. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Never would have guessed uh, it. Okay, overweight. God damn. She was. Oh, my God. Ah, oh God. I feel like such a fool. But it's And then it's like right there, the right? And it's like, because I, I had yep. the same reaction. I was reading the question. It's like, oh, Jesus. What movies? Oh, yeah. No, that is that is exactly that movie. And that's really fucking sad but yeah, it was good I've, i don't know <laughs> i've never seen the movie but she was raped by her dad had a child named mongoloid and like someone threw a tv at her from a window and she's running with chicken what a movie how have i never oh, seen this? oh my god Dennis? yeah and if look well, do you want your fucking guts ripped out for about an hour and a half at least it's it's good yeah, though maybe we'll find out we'll next find week out. we'll find out yeah Ah, uh, but that that's cool, man. That's cool. Uh, so what is it? Three to two or four to two? I don't even know anymore. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know why I still have it. I still have it down as two to two because we've got questions from. No, you have three. You have, you have three. You have three. Then we'll go. With okay. That I know you have three. Yeah. Whoops. So uh, <laughs> what can I give you? All right, uh, we're coming down to it. Then this will this will would secure a victory in a oh, best yeah. of five. Uh. Well, um, let's go action adventure Choose again. Wisely, Dennis. Choose wisely. I'm looking at the cards here. I know if you can guess them. Action adventure. Okay. I may regret it. I All may right. regret it. I thought you were going to say Horasafi, which would have been an automatic win for you. Oh. But I think you'll have this one. Damn it. Okay. Which? Yep. You got, you'll have this. What historical figure inspired the mask? And V for Vendetta, which has been adopted by the Occupy movement. Oh, my God. Uh, um... It's an easy one, Dennis. I think you got it. You just take a second to think about it, and you're there. Guy Fox. Once again, what historical figure inspired the mask and V? Yeah, yes, yes, indeed. See, you got that. All right. Yeah, I congratulations. Had to stop you down just... and think about it, like you said. So there we go. <laughs> 
Yeah. And let me tell you, if you went with your horror sci-fi, you would have had it. Uh, they wanted to know who played. And we've referenced uh, this movie and this actor last week. Who played Snake Pliskin? Mr. Kurt Russell. Billy Crystal. Oh. <laughs> it's always the Chris. John Goodman. The Count of Mustard. It's going to be. Uh, oh, that's coming out in July. Monsters at Work. Oh, we're weeks away. Oh, I'm oh, so excited. There you go. That. Nice. All right. Ooh. Yes. So it's like in case you think you missed something, folks, it's because he did. Go back in the previous uh, <laughs> trivia episodes. We seem to come across a lot of Monsters Incorporated questions for some reason. This deck, this deck is a big fan of that film, and not for a, not for a bad reason. It was it's a great flick. It's a good it's a good Disney yeah. movie. Oh, it's one of my all time favorite uh, Pixar movies, and I love John Goodman. So uh, yeah, it's always pleasant when I get one of those questions. <laughs> Oh shoot! Well, folks, that I think that wraps up the uh, the trivia segment for us. Uh, Adam, you you ready to dive into the the reviews? Uh, like a thick stack of reviews this week. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like Scrooge McDuck. Instead of gold coins, I'm jumping into rails of films. So either way, I'm. Was well, a wildly painful, things. probably going to inflict bodily harm. Yeah, but I'm willing to do it because that's what the audience deserves. They deserve nothing but the best. Um, so, speaking of which, I watched a documentary on a uh, band which uh, not too many people know about, but uh, the documentary proves that people know about it. It's a wild ride here, Dennis. I watched a movie called The Sparks Brothers. Have you ever heard of this band called uh, the uh, called Sparks? I don't think so. Enlighten me, sir. All right. See, neither did I. So it's about these uh, two brothers. Uh, they, they were musicians back in the day. Uh, pretty much these guys were big film lovers. And uh, somehow they saw the British uh, wave of musicians coming. And they kind of got into music later, a little later on in life when they were in college. They started a band. Uh, somehow they got a record deal. They put out their first record. They put their heart and soul into it. And guess what? It was a fucking flop. Nobody cared about it. But someone said, hey, what if we what if we change the name of the band and re-release the record? And that kind of worked a little bit. Uh, Interesting. But this this is uh, essentially a documentary unlike any. It's uh, directed by Edgar Wright. And uh, instead of just having boring talking heads, it has talking heads of people. It has like cardboard cutout <laughs> style, like uh, kind of reenactments of things. It has... Uh, a lot of stock footage it has um it has animation it's just a unique thing nice. so uh this this band they've been around for years and like pretty much they change their style of music every every time they put out an album uh they they've gone through various uh band members they they've they 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 essentially were trying to make it big in america but they didn't make it big and then uh, they went over to the UK and they became huge. Well, not huge. They became big, but not big enough. And right before they were about to break in the UK, the uh, uh, management company pulled them back to America. There's a lot of dark times, a lot of ups and downs with these people. They went through the ringer, but they didn't care about money or anything. They just cared about making fun music. And uh, the, the this one brother, he was like, the face and the voice of the man because he sang it and he was the pretty boy. Then there was this other brother who wrote all the songs and just played piano. Never really talked. He was always just like, they show clips of him. He's like smiling at the camera. He has like a Hitler slash, uh, um, Groucho Marx. What the fuck's his name? Mustache, the mustache. Yeah. 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 Mustache. And, uh, 
and and like it's just really unique and original and like these guys inspired so many like big bands and stuff and people don't even know there's a point where like they took like six years off because they were writing an adaptation of a manga that a fucking uh tim burton was gonna direct and like after that it didn't happen so they came back and made new music and people um People are like, oh, you're just ripping off these bands. And they're like, ha, 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 Yeah, those bands kind of ripped us off without even knowing. And, like, so it's pretty much just this wave of, like, they'd hit a stride, then they'd, they'd, they'd die down. They'd hit a stride, they'd die. And they were so unique. They would change their style up all the time. And, uh, God, it was it was Damn. fantastic. Like, I knew nothing about these guys, but the trailer sold me. And there were big names, like, that were uh pop up on screen and like so like at one point mike myers comes up instead of like saying actor writer whatnot it was canadian where it all came up accordion player. <laughs> um uh edgar wright himself comes up uh super fan or fanboy and like just random like big big people jack Ananoff, like bands all these different people talking about them and these guys are like literally there was a point where they had nothing going on and they would record like songs in their house every single day like almost 24 7 like they were just intense and i literally they played music in 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 this documentary and it was it was sweet like i literally left the theater and i i I fucking spotified nice and like (laughs) they have such a unique eclectic song and it kind of i'm like why do i like these guys so much i realize they're kind of like my favorite band uh jack black jack black's band tenacious d it's like jack's the face of the band but kyle's there and he's always quiet and this is kind of like what these brothers had and like i feel like they always change their style up every time so i'm like yeah, they're kind of akin to that but i don't know so i'm gonna give the sparks brothers three and a half slices of toast i went from a band that i knew nothing about and boy do i know a lot about them now and i actually think i'll listen Badass. to music. Well, that's awesome there you go. Love coming across things yeah. like that. And, that, and uh, you, you caught that one in the theater, right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably going to be on VOD in a couple of months. Like, probably in a oh, month nice. or so, if I had to guess. Well, shit. Yeah, that's something uh, we definitely keep definitely an eye Definitely worth for. the time to check it out. Uh, yeah. It was one of, one of a kind, unique, original vision. So I was happy. And it literally picked up from their birth to the current day like it spans wide and it goes album by album like very cool stuff nice oh that's awesome yeah and th- it's what, what do you got this week for us up first oh sorry oh, no i i was just gonna say and that's it's a little bit of a departure for what we're used to seeing from edgar wright as well it sounds like which uh, that is really what oh, was yeah, the most definitely. intriguing part for me but yeah, no, that that was one of the big things. But his comedy like shines in it. Like he has fun and it's original. Like, That's awesome. Unlike any doc I've seen before, it definitely is Edgar Wright, but doesn't have his quick cuts and editing style. But definitely, definitely cool. Nice, awesome. That's the Sparks Brothers. Definitely keep it in mind, people. Did you know there could be a serial killer living in your home? That's what one family found out. At least the, there's the possibility of being related to a serial killer. Um, I'm talking about what? 2018's The Clove Hitch Killer. Uh, I believe I watched oh. this over on Amazon Prime Video. This was um, a, yeah, like I said, it came out in 2018. It's starring Dylan McDermott as Don Burnside, the uh, doting father of Tyler Burnside. Our kind of, This is who our main character is for the bulk of the story. Um, Tyler is a young Christian 
he's a boy scout his uh his father's like one of the head scouts his mother is involved in things at the church and they do a lot of community programs uh it's clear that living in this small town out in i think it's kentucky or michigan it's there we're we're out kind of in the in the woods a little bit um but the the town they're from is cursed with kind of a dark history uh, about 10 years ago, there was a series of grisly murders of women who were uh, kidnapped or killed in their homes. And there was, there was a long string of them for a long time, many years, and people were living in fear. And then all of a sudden, it like overnight, it stops. Um, this uh, Our main character in, in his class, they, they um, find out there's like this there's this girl that goes to the school across town who she's just kind of like the weird goth girl that she's apparently she's supposedly obsessed with uh, murder cases and stuff. And they see her sitting out in the church parking lot one day and his buddy's just talking all the shit about her. And it's like, we don't actually know her at all. Why are you like saying, you know, why are you just like feeding the feeding the uh, rumors and stuff? Um, but uh, the, after, after a strange, uh, incident where we attempt to make out with the the pretty choir girl at the church one night in our dad's truck we come across some disturbing pornographic material that was obviously stashed away under the seat of the truck and it's some kinky be it a set the just tie up gnarly torture looking stuff it's just really dark looking like this is you know where this is not a uh, hookup material, that's for sure. Uh, totally kills the mood. No, that's a Sunday night. Dennis. That's a, a Sunday night. Actually, what's funny is I, it might have been a Sunday night in the course of, oh no, it was Saturday night because we go to church the next day. That was a great moment. We, we lock eyes across the church and after he's like panicking, telling her, I don't, this isn't mine. I don't know where this came from. This is my dad's truck. This isn't my truck. I lied to you when I told you this was mine to begin with. Uh, now this rumor starts going around. He's into sick shit. Well, uh, when he goes to try to investigate where this might have come from in his house, he stumbles across a stash of even worse stuff. Not just like magazine cutouts, but like Polaroids of some gnarly shit. Um, then he start, we start pulling at this thread. He starts doing an investigation of, of his own. He starts talking to the, uh, the, the girl who's obsessed with the murder cases. Uh, one thing leads to another. And we, we may have a killer in our own home. He's uh, now trying to find out, he's trying to basically dispel the thoughts boiling up in his head. Is my father the clove hitch killer? I mean, it, it ramps up hard. I thought it was going to take a long time to get there. Um, it's, I feel like around the middle of the film, it did slow down a little bit. We, uh, at 109 minutes, it feels like a fair amount longer than that. It feels like it's easily a two hour movie even though it's not. Um, so that should tell you some stuff, but good God, does it have some just gut wrenching, make you feel sick to your, the pit of your stomach kind of moments of just being uncomfortable and being forced to be stuck in the scene. The, uh, the sound design is pretty damn good for some of these, someone getting thrown against a wall and you hear their head just hit the, hit the beam in the wall and it just makes this nasty. Ugh. And uh, Dylan McDermott gives a killer performance. It totally gives me vibes of what's funny is uh, right at the beginning of the movie, he's totally season one, Walter White from Breaking Bad, where he's just, Oh, uh, he's dressed the, 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 the dad that isn't, uh, isn't keen on all the, the things the kids are doing. And he's just really nerdy. And you're like, Oh, well, of course you got to Like you wouldn't pay him a second look. 
Um, but by the end of it, you are totally going back to like American Horror Story, uh, Dylan McDermott. Uh, that was just dark, man. It was, it, it definitely ramped up. It got way better at the end. Um, so I wouldn't leave with that little bit of a teaser because it, uh, we got to settle some shit out. Say, say you do find out this guy is, you know, you father is a serial killer. What the hell do you do with that information? And that is in itself is a whole new twist in the, uh, turns into its own twist in the film. So I'm going to give the clove hitch killer two and a half slices. It, like I had said before, it's, uh, it is as heightened as we get in some of the more intense scenes. I feel like there's quite a bit of a lull in the middle where you just feel very aware. You're kind of watching the movie. Um, I, I wish it carried through all the way. Some of the cast isn't totally stellar. The kids, uh, the uh, the kid stars in it, aren't all uh, the sharpest. But they're not. They're it's they're not bad. They're not bad. Um, it's still it's if you're at all interested in this type of uh, serial killer thriller type story, this is a, a good one to throw on the on the list. That's for sure. Nice. You know, you kind of, when you said the name, the title of the movie, I'm like, oh, this is going to be like a B-movie schlock bullshit that I might enjoy, but it sounds more like a creature feature. But when you started talking about it, and the actors in it, and this, I'm like, oh, fuck, this sounds kind of cool. So I'm happy you brought that up, man. I'm looking forward to this movie now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Like I said, it's a solid two and a half slices. Uh, it's it's really not bad. There's nothing wrong with, with uh, like a B-pluser, you know? Like, it's hmm. it's just a... You get some de- the the tension in the scenes. I feel like makes up for some of the other detractors if you're willing to just invest the time. So, but again, uh, way better than that other the other like, camper. Oh God, what was that piece of crap? That Thomas Jane movie. Uh, my wife and I watched oh, a few weeks back. I don't. Where it, I don't it was all made up. Oh man, the vanishing was, or something. Yeah. 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 Oh, way better than that. Way better than that. Hmm. Uh, um. Yeah. yeah. So. so we're, what I have got something up for us next. similar to you, kind of. Uh, Dennis, have you ever heard of this uh, Ubisoft game? I think I think it was a VR game called Werewolves Within. Came out in like oh. 2017, I think. Shoot, I uh, the title sounds vaguely familiar, but you may right? have to refresh it, my memory on that one. So I guess it's a VR game where like you got five to eight players, and like someone's a murderer there, someone's a werewolf. Like everyone has distinguished roles in the town. And you got to figure out who's the killer. There's kind of like a card game, I think, called uh, Night of the Wolves or One Night uh, with the Werewolf or something. I don't know. But this game, this movie I'm talking about is called Werewolves Within. And uh, it's it's a video game based movie. Uh, maybe people don't know it. I oh, didn't know it. But, so it's about there's this new sheriff or wildlife kind of sheriff that's come to this small town. in I want to say like Connecticut or Vermont in the winter season and he realizes this is a really small town, some weird characters living here. And one night, uh, this 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 dog was out on a walk or like out back, and then it was eaten by a werewolf or something. And like all what the, the town's power and electricity went out, and all the town shows up to this like bed and breakfast style place where the cop or whatnot is uh, living at the at the current time. And uh, we realized, oh, shit, someone went around and slashed all of the uh, power generators in the town. And uh, we were kind of snowed out, like, 
the one route in and out of town is uh, destroyed. There's a, a power line right at the uh, entrance and exit oh. to the town. So everyone's kind of stuck in this area. And uh, then we discover, oh, this is a lycanthrope. There, there's a werewolf in this town. And so all the people kind of stay in this little inn. And uh, they're trying to figure out. It's a whodunit movie. And it's comical. Okay. And it's it's dark. Uh, the main character is played by Sam Richardson. Uh, I think he's in Veep. He's in a lot of things. I think of him as the uh, groom in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Uh, and uh, there's another person in here who I'm like, she looks so familiar. What do I know her from? The, the the lady from the AT&T commercials, the bright and cheery girl. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know she was know an actress. She is in it. A uh, bunch of like people who you'd be like, oh, I've seen that person. I know that person. This is a killer row of like cool people. But it's like, it's like, is there really a werewolf in this town, or is there a murderer, or what's going on? And like, one by one, people start getting killed. They're going missing. People are going insane. It's a real thinker. And uh, this this movie, I was like, oh, it's gonna be mediocre. And honestly, this movie knocked my socks off. I, I'm giving werewolves within. Four slices of toast. Like, oh, damn. Uh, it's hilarious. It's it's like a thinker. Um, right now, I, I know it's playing very limitedly, but as of tomorrow, the day after this this episode drops, it's going to be on VOD. So uh, if you get a chance, you should definitely check it out. Uh, it's called Werewolves Within. Very good stuff. Damn. Okay. That's, the, yeah, no shit, man. A four slicer. That's that's heavy. Yeah. I definitely have to go yeah. give, this a, give this a shot then. Give this a watch. That is no joke. <laughs> yeah, I was I was expecting a stinker, and honestly, in my opinion, this I mean, given clearly we don't know the video game, but I think this might be the best video game adaptation because nobody's really played the game that I know, and uh, it was a fine movie. Damn, fine, fine movie. Yeah, what do you got? What what's up next with you? Well, I am gonna keep the uh, the thriller train a rolling here. I I was clearly on a kick this weekend. Um, I'm gonna watch 2020s. Sorry, I'm gonna review 2020s. The owners. Uh, this is a oh flick. yeah, I've seen that. Oh okay, interesting. All right, so let's see let's see if our reviews match up here. Um, this is a flick that is starring Maisie Williams uh, and. Uh, do, 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 do. I apologize. Arya Stark. Yes, uh, obviously famous from Game of Thrones. Um, th- this is a, and it, the film just jumps right into the story, which I was very pleased with. Uh, I did watch the trailer going into it just to see if we had any interest, and uh, I I have to say that did kind of skew a little bit of where I thought the movie was going. Um, we spent a lot more time on the first half of the story than I thought we were, but I'm not disappointed by that. Um, so to, to just jump right into it, we got a, a group of hoodlums. These are some, uh, down on our luck, probably 20 somethings, uh, in England, just, uh, like on the outskirts of London. Uh, we've clearly been stuck in the small village that we just wanted to get the fuck away from for a good chunk of our lives. And we, these, these guys are, uh, watching this big house. I mean, like a mansion. And they're trying to wait for the opportunity to go and rob the house. They're waiting for the owners to leave. It's like the small village doctor and his wife live there. Um, and, and they've clearly been sitting there all night. Then here comes Maisie Williams riding up on her bicycle. You asshole, you're supposed to drive me to work. She's yelling at her boyfriend, like, the, what are you doing with my car? And then clearly some shady, you know, she knows something shady is going on. We may or may not have done this in the past. This sounds like we're not surprised that he's doing this, but we're trying to talk him out of it. 
long story short, we're in the house. We're going through, we're looking for supposedly a safe full of money. But uh, as we're inside there, we make the decision. Uh, we, we can't get into the safe. Fuck it. We're just going to hold a gun to their heads and force them to tell us. And after some intense like questioning and uh, potential torture, we've, the the owners the el- the elderly couple are are freed and we kind of start to find out these are not uh your normal average people um we as the trailer shows we've stumbled into the wrong house now i know what you're saying we've we've seen this before well yeah we've this story has been told many many times but i have to say they jump right the hell into the story in this one. I they we got moving into it really fast, and I like that we got a clear cut picture of what each character was really quick. Everyone had their backstory set up. We had unique motivations for everyone. We kind of I, I felt for the two main characters, the friend whose mom works for the doctor. Like I, I really felt for that guy, even though it sounds like he was into some really bad stuff too, or did really bad shit. Um, it, it did slow down in the middle for me. It's like, once we kind of resolved the first part of the story, we kind of took our time getting to the back half where I knew we were going. It's like, this is why I'm here. This is what I'm invested into. Come on, let's hurry up and get there. And we kind of really don't Mm -hmm. get that full payoff until the very end, which I mean, obviously that's that, of course, it's the end of the movie, Dennis. Well, yeah, hear me out, though. We like I said, we kind of take some time getting there Uh, for as fast as we jumped into the story. It drags his feet in the middle and that's where it loses a little bit for me, but not that much. I honestly had a great time watching this film. I thought we got good performances all around. Everyone delivered a clearly defined character. Everyone had a clear motivation. Um, I thought it was well-written. Even when it got kind of ridiculous, that's kind of the flair it needed, and that's where it really survived. Um, So I am going to give the owners three slices of toast, um, which I watched this one over on Hulu, I believe. So you should uh, go check it out there if you're interested. Um, yeah, and I'm honestly surprised at the a lot of the negative reviews that I see online. I really don't think it deserves all of those those uh, bad marks. It's like it's it's still a decent film. Yeah, it's not an ori- totally original story, but what is? I think you're just watching good storytelling here. You're watching good acting. Um, how do we get from scene to scene? Is really what we're about when you get into a movie like this. And yeah, totally worth your time. I I would definitely say this one was a better overall, better watching experience than Clovich just over the, uh, the thrillers we watched this, uh, this weekend. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll say, yeah, I was curious what your reaction was. Going from what you said, like before, when you're like, "Ah, I watched the owners and I'm like, I rented that one on Redbox. I don't know if I reviewed it here, but it's like, I had like memories of, Oh, it was kind of slow. It was kind of boring, but you're right. Once the story kicked in, and we saw the stuff this this husband and wife were doing. It's like, oh, shit. Um, I agree. I, I think it's true. I think I would have given it 2.5 slices of toast, okay. but three is not bad. And if you kind of like this, you might want to check out another one, which uh, is in the same vein. Uh, uh, similar situation. It has uh, Jeffrey Donovan and uh, Kara Sedgwick as the owners of this house. And uh, Bill Skarsgård and uh, Michael Monroe break in and they uns- discover something kind of creepy. Also over on hulu is called the villains i liked it a little bit more but i don't know why i'm promoting that but uh if you like this style of storytelling you should also check out the villains nice nice 
I'm sorry, it's just called Dylan's, not the villains. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I back up everything you said. That was that was a pretty accurate uh depiction and uh, slice scale. There we go. Yeah. All right, folks. He said it's accurate. Therefore, uh, it's he... truth. It's 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 verse <laughs> yep. now. All right, so up next, I have a movie that I never heard of uh, up until I just opened up Hulu earlier today. I have a movie called False Positive. It's a uh, Hulu exclusive movie, but it was produced by the uh, studio A24. They do a lot of those like horror movies that are slow burns, like The Witch and The Lighthouse oh, yeah. and uh, all those yeah, so normally they're hit or misses. Uh, in a lot of cases, for me, they're normally misses, but a lot of people love them. So I was a little skeptical going in on this. This movie is about a husband and wife. They're having a hard time uh, getting pregnant. So uh, the husband's a doctor, and one of his uh, teachers uh, happens to be a doctor that helps uh, people get pregnant. So they go see him. He's like, I guarantee that you will get pregnant. And they're like, all right, cool, let's do it. And uh, they go back for a follow-up. It turns out, oh, shoot, she's pregnant with twin boys. Oh, wait, nope, there's also a third. There's a girl here as well. And uh, the doctor explains that, unfortunately, in situations like this, uh, normally all three babies don't don't get born. So they got to choose to end one of the lives, which is the girl, or end the twin boy's life. Uh, Just kind of cut it off before they grow anymore. So, yeah. The husband wants to have the twin boys. The wife wants to have the girl. They decide, let's have the girl. Perfect. Everything's good. They go in. They uh, do what they got to do. But then things seem a little off to the wife. The wife is kind of like freaking out. She's kind of picturing things in her head. Okay. Uh, she thinks that the doctor and the husband kind of were up to something Ooh. shady. She can't prove it. She's kind of hallucinating, it feels like, and things are just getting out of control and turning into a tailspin for her. And uh, then it's uh, realizing, is this reality? Is it not reality? What happened? What didn't happen? It's a lot of twists and turns, a really fun time. It's a pretty smooth hour and a half, I believe, a really quick watch. Um, I'm happy I checked it out. Uh, The thing that really got me, it has an interesting cast in it. It has uh, 007 himself, Mr. Piers Brosnan, as the doctor. The husband's played... Yeah, yeah. And now I'm picturing him from Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know why. Um, and then Justin Thoreau is the husband. And uh, the, the one that really stuck out and made me want to watch this movie was uh, The Wife. She also wrote this movie. It's uh, Ilana Glazer from Broad Oh, City. badass. Uh, I'm like, seeing her not do a comedy, I'm intrigued enough. But she also has straight hair. It's not all frizzy. Her voice is a little more normal. It's not like played up to like a New York accent. Uh, so... And it starts off, I, I left this out, it starts off kind of like at the end of the movie, and then we go backwards and we see what really happened. Like, she's okay. walking down the street, there's blood covering her, and it's like, what the fuck happened? Oh, man. So, like I said, this movie is available over on Hulu. It's called False Positive. I'm going to give it three and a half slices of toast. It's well Damn, worth the nice. Nice, man. I am talking about Awake, which just came out, I, I feel like, just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um... This is a uh, sci-fi thriller starring Gina Rodriguez, where she plays the, a mother of a couple children that one night they witness uh, some like an incredible event. It, it's like you're they literally watched all of the satellites orbiting Earth dropping out of the sky. Um, this is already after uh, <laughs> Gina Rodriguez's character. That alone is already intense. But um 
she's we've already witnessed her by this point in the first few minutes we've witnessed her steal medication from a prison from which she's a prison guard uh turns out she's like selling them on the side to make some extra extra cash to feed her family uh she uh kind of hard up but she's just doing what she can to take care of her kids uh she's not even have she doesn't even have full custody of her kids her um her late husband's mother is the one who she, uh, they actually live with. So it's, she's just, she's just pitching in doing, you could tell she's just trying her hardest, uh, conquering her demons, but still, uh, still present in their kids' lives. Well, like I said, we see some shit go down. Um, the, as we get back to try to get back to work the next day and start our business, we start to pick up on some weird things. Like no one, no one slept last night. It's like, okay, that's weird. And the whole next day, people are realizing, yeah, no, nobody slept at all. Um, ever since this, this, whatever this event was where all they've lost all power and it's assumed, it starts to be assumed that this is like some type of EMP that went off. Um, it seems to be global. Like it, they cannot maintain contact outside of very, uh, rude, uh, rudimentary communications devices, old radio, uh, crystal radios, things like that. The military seem to bounce back. They can have uh, combustion engines are fine, but most modern cars uh, are no longer operating. Uh, bikes are actually a hot commodity. But what what it's interesting to see how the de-evolution of society in this time span. Um, it's it's intense. This is a crazy thriller right off the bat. Uh, after surviving this car accident, we discover uh, her daughter is one of the only as one of the few people who can sleep. Um, she actually, she can totally sleep normal. And it gets to the point to where word starts spreading around in their town that everyone knows, oh, she, but she can sleep. Her uh, mother-in-law takes her daughter to the their church where the, she can be prayed over. And it, uh, some people start having these crazy reactions like, well, maybe she needs to be sacrificed to God. Um, she's uh, she's meant to be our, our, the lamb sent to him. The uh, pastor is played by Barry Pepper, and he's—I think he's always fantastic on screen. He does a good job of like trying to kind of maintain sanity in his uh, in his church, trying to keep people from just going off the deep end. Because at this point, people have been awake for like three days, so people are really starting to crack up. Uh, Finn Jones also plays a, a, a scientist in this film, um, who is trying to get uh, Gina Rodriguez to take her daughter to this facility where they could do research on her where um, another doctor played by Jennifer Jason Lee um, is, is heading this research where they can try to figure out what uh, find a cure. And it's, it's an intense journey uh, just trying to get to this place. Uh, first of all, do you even want to just give your kid up for like scientific research? And you know, it's going to be invasive because we have such a compressed window of time to work in. Uh, they're saying like after five days, people are going to start dying because your, your brain starts swelling in your skull and without rest, you will start hallucinating and just going fucking nuts. And it gets nuts by the end of this movie. And I have to say, like, the, the resolution was crazy, and I, I dug it. it. It got a little over the top a few times, um, as well as right around the middle. I got to say, it got, it got pretty slow. Again, kind of like the uh, with Clove Hitch. Um, although this was much better written than Clove Hitch, I will say. The dialogue was much better. The acting is much better throughout. Uh, all the, the kids are great. Um, the rest of the cast is, they do a fantastic job. Um, even a lot of the smaller roles, we, we go, we have to 
walk past a prison where all the inmates just walked out. Um, that was an intense scene. Um, oh yeah, so uh, uh, all the yeah, all the cast is fantastic. But like I said, unfortunately, it did slow down a, a good amount around the middle by like the end of the second act. But like we finally get to the place where we knew we were going. I'll admit, I fell asleep for a couple minutes while trying to watch Awake. <laughs> Go figure. Um, but as soon as I snapped Awake, I was right back into the movie because it ramped up hard at the end. I mean, uh, real good. That last scene was intense. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, so I'm going to give Awake three slices. It's, it is a unique take. Um, watching the world lose sleep was an intense sight. This is a great like disaster style thriller without it being like a disaster we're used to seeing. So uh, if, you, if you're if you into either ends of that spectrum, please go check it out. It's over on Netflix. Uh, still, still pretty new, still pretty fresh. So you might still find it in that top 10 uh, films. But uh, I, I think it's worth a watch. Oh man, that's awesome, man. I wanted to check out that movie. I remember when it came out on Netflix and I was so excited, but I for some reason or another hadn't gotten a chance to watch it but uh do you think i'd like yeah i'd like this flick i i would think so it's it's one where I, it's got its own unique enough twist um I, but i to, <clears throat> what's funny is there's also a part of me that i feel like you'd see the things that maybe i kind of didn't see uh i i'd be curious to see what you had to say about it because i feel like there may be things that would rub you the wrong way so I don't know. Not not to say that I think you'd hate it, but I think like, I feel like there may be something something you could point out to me that maybe it wasn't as prominent to me on my viewing. Yeah, that that's the funny thing. Like I feel like the both of us see different things, so that, that that'd be interesting. Maybe I'll check it out sometime. Uh, I also have a Netflix original movie that just came out this previous week, uh, a film called Good on Paper. Uh, it stars uh, the comic Eliza Schlesinger. She also wrote this based uh, oh, nice. loosely on real life experiences. Uh, it's about her. Uh, she's a comic, of course, in this kind of playing herself uh, here. Uh, and she's always put her work ahead of her. Uh, she didn't have a love life. She doesn't do anything. She just focuses on comedy till one day she meets this guy. He seems kind of like Mr. Right. He's saying all the right things. He's impressing her doesn't have a body she's physically attracted to but the personality she feels comfortable around him they have a great chemistry he gets well uh along well with her best friend played by margaret show then she realizes all the stuff that he said about like his experiences and where he lives what he what he's doing with his life seems fabricated like she keeps giving him like out she's like well maybe he said this because of that and this because of that and then Slowly it becomes she has to figure out if he's a liar. And uh, it's a comedy, but uh, I did not laugh once in this oh. comedy. I, I'm like, uh, I feel like I should be laughing, but I'm not. It's uh, it's hard to explain, but um, it's it's good on paper, but it's not good in my book. I'm going to give uh, it's good on paper Ooh. two and a half. Nope, nope. I'm giving it two slices of toast because... It just, it was a fine movie. I liked it, but I want it more from a comic. Uh, and um, and I also like the guy that plays this this character, uh, this this guy, Ryan Hansen. He's pretty good in a lot of things. So I felt like these two coming together should have had a better chemistry. Oh, well, their chemistry was fine. I just think it could have been funnier. And sadly, I'm going to hold that. So it's good on paper. I'm going to give it two slices of toast. I felt like the chemistry between the actors and the comedy, it all could have been amplified, and that would have given it a better score. However, 
I guess it is what it is. If you got an hour and a half or almost two hours and you want to see a movie, you might laugh. You might not laugh. Uh, it's there. But <laughs> that was say, not it. it makes me want to have a drink. <laughs> Maybe a Corona. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, man, I forgot. I have one more review. I've been going on a journey the past eight weeks watching the Fast and Furious films. And now I can finally say I've caught up because I watched F9. Fast and Furious 9, that is. Oh, shit. This movie picks up a little bit after uh, The Fate of the Furious. And now the tables are turned. Dom Toretto is a father, and he's all about fatherhood. And it turns out, however, one of his old employers, Mr. Nobody, played by Kurt Russell, he had captured the bad guy from the last movie that got away, Charlize Theron, and as they were transporting her, his plane was attacked and he went missing. And uh, Tyrese and Ludacris and uh, I, I forget the other... Uh, actor's name come to him they're like Dom we gotta go on one more mission he's like I'm giving it up that's not my life anymore and I've Gina got a Rock, family Gina, yeah I got a real family not you assholes <laughs> nah, he doesn't say that but he should Um, but Michelle Rodriguez is like Dom this is nuts we don't hide from trouble We ha- we face it fucking head on and whether you're going or not, I'm going. And he's like, all right. And then he sees something in the video that he's like, oh, I got to go join my family. Um, so <laughs> they go, they're trying to capture some, they, they discover something on this down ship. And uh, might I say after that, this movie just takes some wild turns. Like it turns out because we haven't Charlie until Starr now on the series. <laughs> oh, Dennis, Dennis. <laughs> they amplified the fuck out of this. Everything. It's like, it's just like a child is playing in a toy box. It's like, let's oh just God. fucking go all out here. There's like a 25 minute scene where they're being chased through a minefield of things. What? Like literally minefield. Fucking. Okay. And they, they dodge all the, they hit mines. They dodge. They're still alive. Fucking Tyrese. Uh, almost dies and then Tyrese doesn't die and he realizes he calls out they this is this is how great this movie is so meta this movie is like just like Tyrese is like have you ever noticed all the crazy shit that we've been through and we don't have a scar we don't have a scratch I think we're fucking we're immortals (laughs) and it's like yeah yeah they really are and so it turns out the uh, person who's trying to um, try who's now like against our guys is none other than Dom Toretto's brother played by John Cena dun, 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 dun. and Dennis it was great all right I saw this in the theater and the person behind me when he came on screen she's like to her boyfriend she's like is that John Cena what is John Cena doing here what <laughs> it's like that's wonderful. Did did you not see the trailer? And like, I'm like, all right, well, at least someone's shocked by this. Um, well, they probably so couldn't remember because the other 35 people that are in the movie. <laughs> That's very true. 
Uh, I mean, he could have been in there. Nobody knows. Um, and then later on, when a fan favorite comes back, and this guy Han comes back from the dead, essentially, she's like, "What? That guy's alive too?" So <laughs> here's the thing: there's so much random shit that happens, so much ridiculous action, uh, and I, I I was laughing throughout this whole movie. It was awkward laughing because it was like, oh, this is so bad, but so good. Oh, my God. And like, there's a lot of like stuff that happens with uh, magnets, magnets. Um, It's just all over the place. So this movie gives us something that I never asked for. This movie cuts back and forth with an origin story of Dom and his brother and Dom going to prison and shit that I do not care about. But this movie also <laughs> gave me some other stuff that I did care about. This movie gave me a follow-up to my favorite movie, Tokyo Drift. Oh, We're God. seeing fucking Lucas Black, I think is the kid's name. Uh, Bow Wow. And they're just worked in here. And and it's like, oh, wow. I, I didn't know we were getting this. And I was thoroughly surprised. We're getting Helen Marin driving cars like a badass. Um, however, this movie's also lacking the one person in the last couple of movies who brings the charisma, the attitude, the machismo, the laughs, the cheesiness, the greatness. Machismo. I'm talking about Hobbs. We we don't have oh. the best character, Hobbs, Dwayne Johnson. And if, you could really feel his presence was missing here. And uh, really? Yeah, I, I feel like that was a major thing. I'm like, if he was here, this movie would have been a little better, but... There's a feud with him and Diesel, so it's like, whatevs. He'll be back for 10 and 11, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't say things without spoiling in here, but if you know the track record of these movies, you can kind of tell by this point this is going to happen. But no, 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 nope, nope. We're just going in a completely different direction here. But and like I said, there's, giant, uh, there's a set piece where they are driving a car into space. And oh my boy, God. oh boy, is that it's Tyrese and Ludacris in a car in space. And uh, honestly, we had Hobbs and Shaw. I want to see a Ludacris Tyrese movie. These two are just dynamic, odd nice. ball couples. Like, it's great. I want to talk so much more about spoilers and stuff, but I can't because it's a brand new movie. I want people to experience it. Um, this movie was a bit of a letdown. I'm going to give. F9, two and a half slices of toast. Ooh. But I'm going to give it that. That's what I would give it if it was a regular movie. If you're going for a Fast and Furious movie, I'm going to give it four slices of toast. So if you're a fan of these movies and you just want to watch a blockbuster popcorn summer movie and in the fast vein, you get four slices. If you're a moviegoer who wants to look for a movie with a plot and with substance, two and a half It's not here. No, no. But if you can shut your brain off for uh, it's a long movie for a couple of hours, go into it. And nice. I will say nice. there's no post credit scene, but there is a mid credit scene. Okay. And, ooh, ooh, another thing with the way they end the movie. Ooh, they tease a character's return that I didn't think we'd see. And whew, I'm intrigued to see if this character's back oh. for good in the next two. Oh, movies. God. Okay. I don't, don't okay. want to spoil anything, but I think you can put two and two together here. Or 10 and 11, maybe 12. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hopefully. 
who's to say they want to this is the uh, highest grossing movie to debut uh since the pandemic so uh, th- i think that it's was it was always movie. going to be you know like whenever this one dropped yeah that was going to take that you know it was going to take that title for sure very true um, speaking of taking titles, Dennis, do you want to jump on over to the TV landscape? Talk about a little Star Wars action? Oh, well, yes, sir. I, I would love to give a brief a rundown of what we got this last episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch. Now, you folks know I am a big old Star Wars nerd over here, and I've been sticking with the uh, the Disney Plus series as they've been rolling out. And let me tell you, uh, Bad Batch has been no letdown, and this last week is continue to hold up uh with the rest of the series um now i know i gave a lot of props to episode seven and eight as some of my favorite ever this i think stays right around there not the absolute best best but we got to run a little bit of a different direction uh this is following a little bit more of omega and learning a lot more of omega's story this now this adam this episode i gotta say it's a big it's, it's big i'm stumbling over my words because a lot of the things we've been speculating get answered right here as to who Omega oh. really is. It gets revealed yes. genetically who she's uh, who she actually is. Um, so we uh, last episode we saw Cad Bane snatched her up, um, and Fennec Shand is hot on their trail. Um, she has uh, mm-hmm. revealed so much as she's been hired by the other Kaminoan um, clone scientist who's simply trying to keep Omega safe. There's, she's not necessarily trying oh. to get Omega back, whereas the leader of the Camino, uh, the Camino cloning facility is trying to, rec- in his words, reclaim their property. And they want her genetic material because it is so important. Now, here's the big reveal. Just why is it so important? <gasps> because she is a perfect genetic clone of Jango Fett, meaning... She what? is Boba Fett's She's fucking sister. Boba Fett's sister? Yes. Oh my god. So oh man, I just came. This, this is a big this is a big big reveal here. I was like, oh shit, okay. So now we finally get to see the full value. And I'm curious, does Boba Fett ever know that this is who this is? Now, obviously, those who well, I mean Boba Fett was trying to get her. Well, Boba Fett wasn't trying to get her. Fennec Shand was trying to get her on behalf. Uh, it was simply enough. a job. She was she was paid. Yes, yes, and it's clear what and what I love about the uh, there's like this gun battle between uh, uh, Cad and Fennec that it, you really get to pick up on the inspiration for Boba Fett, or at least you get to see where he draws the the other bounty hunters that he draws from are totally these two cad bane was like the the notorious gunfighter in this era of the star wars universe and he's a scary dude you don't want to be going toe-to-toe with this guy if you are on the other end of his uh, contract you know um so it was that was that alone was just entertaining they them matching wits and matching skills uh one has experience and age the other has uh just out of the box thinking and she uh, tackles problems in <laughs> unique ways as you, as you see in the episode. Um, and then you hear a familiar voice in uh, Cad Bane's uh, uh, droid sidekick voiced by uh, um, Seth Green, which he voiced the same droid uh, back in the Clone Wars series when we saw this character. So that, that was fun to, to hear that again, but um, it was a badass episode. The, uh, the boys though are hot in the trail 
I mean, you you find you really really see it. not like we haven't before, but the true desperation in their eyes, like they're this is how much Omega means to them. Uh, they're going to find her at any cost. They got to do what they can to go get her, and uh, they follow through. Um, uh, Omega was just barely able to send a signal out to uh, to reach them. They were able to track. Uh, through a series of, through a series of events, they were able to track where her signal was being sent out from, and were able to pick her up at the last minute. the uh, The big thing being shown that as long as she isn't in the hand of the Empire and the Camino leader, then she's safe in the eyes of her uh, clone, you know, clone scientist master lady. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's it it was it was really cool to get that last uh, bit of information though. That that was awesome. I'm curious to see now. Uh, given what we know with the Mandalorian and the relationship between Fennec and Boba, do we are we going to confirm some of some of that storyline? Like, do we um, are we going to get to see a little bit of that buildup as to why they have that connection? And of course, when are we going to get that reveal? When are we going to get to see Boba? We we got to in uh, Clone Wars, so I'm crossing fingers. I, it's only a matter of time. I feel like. But uh, yeah, that well, was. I mean, we know we're getting the Book of Boba Fett, so maybe we'll see the live action continuation. Well, that's see now that and that poses the question: What happens to Omega? Is she going to survive this series, or is is she going to assume a different name that she lives under mm. later on? Um, I yeah, because it's one of those like, how do you retroactively insert a character into a series? Well, I mean, we saw it with Mandalorian and some of the others, but. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to find out what direction this will go. That's intriguing. I will say, Dennis, you reviewed multiple movies tonight. This was the most excited you've been. So that says something about this episode. <laughs> like, I'm jazzed. Hey, man, that the the uh, the the fat the fat daughter reveal is is pretty sick. I was pumped to. I, I let out an audible gasp, like "Holy shit!" in my living room when when that scene played. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, that I, mean, was a... I, I didn't even watch the show, and I got I got jazzed hearing you say <laughs> it was Django's clone. Yeah, yeah man, that's it, that's it, badass. It's uh not not disappointing whatsoever. Uh, speaking of not disappointing, another series we both have been sticking with uh, over in Disney Plus, Loki has been pretty damn good yes. so far, in my in my opinion. Episode three, Lamatis, I believe it's pronounced. I'm probably saying it wrong, has dropped. And now we're seeing Loki with the variant that he's been hunting down with the TVA. And we find out what her plans are and we get to know her. And a lot of people say this was a slow episode and they didn't like it. But I disagree. I think this episode was pretty intense and fun. And we got some background information that we needed. What, what, what do yeah. you think about this? No, I, I thought it was fun, too. Um, I loved the... Uh, them getting stuck in that uh, Armageddon world. I, I loved those those moments of get, trying to see them get to the next leg of the journey. And every time you think we're, the characters are safe, quote unquote, you obviously know it's about to take another turn, but I, I've never quite seen the turn it's going to take. It, I, I love seeing this uh, cultivation of the other variant, the other Loki, or actually, shoot, I say other Loki. What is it? What is it? That, uh, Sylvie. Name. Yes. Uh, yeah. we uh, find out she, when she decided she was taking a different name so yeah 
So uh, ideally, we find out that she chose to be a female. She chose to take on a different name, different persona, and she realized how she can manipulate people. And Loki doesn't have the power. Like she can touch people and like get into their souls and take over their body. Loki can't do that. Yes. And she, Loki's like, "How do you do it? Is it sorcery? Is it wizardry? How, how do you do it?" And so that was kind of funny seeing Loki, a guy who thinks he knows everything asking for answers from a variant of himself yeah and i liked these moments uh throughout the episode where we got to see these as similar as they are because obviously they are variants of each other they have these opposite experiences of, of one another but i mean like almost perfect mm-hmm. opposites so it, it i think that's really it really shows why they have such a strong bond strong connection I almost like they had like a kind of intimate moment where it was a little oh, yeah they almost like kissed. it was it was this okay this seems kind of a little awkward at the same time but i guess it makes sense like why wouldn't you find this person attractive and they're just like you you know mm-hmm. and it's beautiful kind of because they know each other so well they know what they would do to fuck someone else over the whole time they know they're trying to screw each other over like loki's like oh you're tired you should go to sleep and she's like no, i'm not going to sleep you should go to yeah, sleep and it's that like, was no great. Yeah, and like we find out, like you said, polar opposites. He's like a prince, and she has kind of been on the run since she was born. She's always been like hunted by the TVA, and that's why she has such a hatred towards them because yeah. they're trying to get her, and she's been fleeing from them. And uh, I think we even find out here, if correct me if I'm wrong, that the people who work at the TVA are also variants of the people who different people and they don't know their yeah. variants which but she knows well, earlier that was kind of interesting in, in an earlier episode it's pointed out through uh, uh dialogue talking to mobius that they are under the impression they were all solely created by the uh by the timekeepers for the tva that they did weren't they're not mm-hmm. actually like human souls but they are spirits that are meant to just do these jobs this is all they were they were purpose-built yep. this is all they were made for but it turns out they have memories. They come from different timelines. They actually lived lives. So what these variants were doing and how they've come here is an, is is unknown. But it's intriguing. I'm curious. Then why is this the backstory? Why do they all believe this same uh, the same through line? They're, they're mm-hmm. just like Loki is saying. They're all just simply being controlled by another, you know, group of people. And it, his initial reaction may actually be totally correct. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is here, we don't, I mean, we're our point of view. We like, yeah, they're the heroes, but we don't honestly know if they're really heroes or villains. They, they, they show to be heroes, but sometimes villains think that they're heroes. So right. I don't know that that's kind of stuck with me a little that's bit. That's true. No, that's a good point. Uh, I, it's, it's going to be curious to find out where, you know, where everyone lies, because it, like you said, it could be that these are the bad guys that we've been surrounded by the whole time and that she's like one of the few freedom fighter type people. But, you know, with some mm. nefarious, uh, we, we're going about our business in some in some dark ways. We, we've piled up the, the body oh, yeah. count pretty, pretty high. But uh, <laughs> setting that aside, I suppose you could probably try to <laughs> make it a look at it in a reasonable light. Uh but man, I loved the, this whole going through this planet. The landscape was beautiful. I loved the color of the, mm-hmm. the background the whole time. Just seeing the crazy, oh, like yeah. the meteor impacts as they're just casually walking by this train track across this like, alien landscape. It it looked awesome on screen the whole time. The music, I loved mm-hmm. the whole episode. The music was wonderful. Oh, yeah. 
And oh, I liked uh, seeing that really stuck out to me when they're uh, trying to just get some help and they go to the old woman's house and she's not having any of their trickery. Yeah. She's against them. <laughs> just shoots that the shit great. out of it. That was that was hilarious. And just even that city being in that city, I loved it. Yeah, it felt like a Tokyo style city. And the ending, it's like, holy fuck, are they? I mean, clearly there's like three more episodes left. How do they get out of it? We, but boy, was it an Yeah, ending. we put our characters in a tight jam without an obvious out. I mean, obviously, uh, teleporting through time and space at a moment's notice in this series is a uh, running theme. So, of course, I, w- why wouldn't they just get snatched out of the air in the next episode? But look, look at the journey we went on to get there. You know, that was still fun. That was an exciting mm-hmm. ride for sure <laughs> yeah i i'm not gonna lie i did miss owen wilson i i wanted some owen wilson action but i get we're not gonna have that maybe he'll have a whole episode by himself hunting down the loki this is true i don't know but uh i i have some sad news uh, a while ago i told you i'm waiting for a classic owen wilson wow but uh wow. unfortunately i read an article with the uh, showrunner they uh they they he they he wanted to play something completely different from himself supposedly which I'm like eh, I don't believe that because we're seeing a lot of Owen Wilson before. yeah but uh they they I think they refrained from saying wow or they edited all the wows out so I'm not gonna get my wow why well, I, I thought for sure we got that in the first one when he's talking to the judge I guess not I was waiting really for it. yeah I let I loved yeah. his reaction that was great um <laughs> damn that's too You're bad looking down at me i really yeah, felt like it. I, I just wanted like a moment <laughs> him like being on a jet ski going wow i or just see not. a jet ski go but like he has to go to a place and he finally gets to see a jet ski ride by like yeah he, maybe he has like a hawaii 50 or like a something maybe like a Baywatch oh, moment where God, he has yes. to hop on a jet ski to catch a loki but i don't think that's happening that, that's a fanfic i'm writing in there you go there you hours. go <laughs> yeah Oh man! But well, folks, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where it all goes. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it has not been a disappointment so far, so no reason to think it's going to take that turn yet. I suppose we're just building up the odds for there to finally be a bad episode, but psh, well, we'll see about that. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really doubt it so far, just given what we've seen so far. So, if you That's folks true, think which... otherwise, you should let us know on our on our socials, which we have plenty of, mm-hmm. sir. I think I think we hit the major the major places. So yeah, you can catch us there, please. Like I said earlier, if you want to get in on polls, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you want to get at us, we want to hear from you over at those places. But Dennis, I know a lot of people are like, hey man, the year's almost over, and it's like, shut up, we got half a year left. But we're we're planning to close out December in a big bad way, man. What are we gonna do in the the, the month of December? Well, sir, you know we are doing the movie toast, the festival. We've been talking about it nonstop here, folks. You know, uh, we gotta reach out and tell you again for all of your friends, family, loved ones, anyone who's got that short film that just needs some eyeballs on it. Send it on over to filmfreeway.com slash movie toast the festival or search movie toast the festival on filmfreeway.com. Find us there, get your submission in. We still have plenty of room, plenty of space for you, but the competition is thick. So be ready to run up against a lot of other filmmakers who are excited to get their material out there. Now, this is not a high ticket. festival we're doing this all online so you can sit there in your pajama pants behind your laptop and you'll be just right as rain for this uh, film festival so please come check us out 
submit your short film or let your friend know they got a place for their film to go. That is filmfreeway.com slash movie toast the festival. And uh, if you want to be super cool and a great toasty, uh, as we like to call our fans, uh, if you could do as a solid and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave an honest review, it can be shitty, it can be great, it can be mediocre. We want to know what works and what doesn't work. Uh, we'd really love that. We hope it's good, though. I hope we're doing good. Yeah, we we hope. but I don't want to ask for shitty reviews, but... I want an honest review. How there you that? go. That's 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 where it's at. Give us your honest review yeah. of our review. <laughs> that's a lot of review action there. Well, folks, just like the the heat uh, this weekend, I think I'm going to have to ask you to stay toasty.